We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Today, I'm going to kick off a new series that's going to run for the next few weeks, and I pray that this series ministers to you in the name of Jesus. And the title of my message is The Path. Come on, say The Path. Say The Path. And then we'll take out two scriptures, one from Daniel chapter 4, okay, Daniel chapter 4, and um, verse, from verse 10, which is our scriptures for the month, okay, Daniel chapter 4 from verse 10, it says, these were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking and behold a tree in the midst of the earth. It didn't just say a tree. It's, no, I mean, I say it did not just say a tree. All right. It did not just say a tree, but it also took time to discover the, so I, I perceive that there was something about the location because God does not waste words. There has to be something. I've just said, oh, and the Bible, in another scripture, the Bible refers to us as the trees of righteousness. And it also describes our location. So, it said planted in. So, that tells you that location is very important. And so, we then read here, the Bible says that, I was looking and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. So, it also tells me that the, 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 height, the height of um, the height of that tree has something to do, the position of that tree, location, has something to do with the height. And that's why I'm praying that God should reposition you. Height talks about visibility. And the Bible went on to say that the tree grew and became strong. And it's my prayer that you will grow this month and always Grow strong, grow strong in faith, strong in health, strong in emotions, strong in mind, and strong financially, strong in your relationship. And that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my prayer, and that's what we all believe in God for. And the Bible says that it could be seen to the ends of all the earth because of this position of this tree we can see this tree from a very far, from far away. So it talks about identity and visibility again. And so I'm believing God that you will become visible and recognizable from a distance. Now, how does this play out? Because sometimes you hear, um, you hear metaphors like this. I just wonder, okay, what does this mean? Well, this is how I will interpret something like this when I'm praying, all right? And when I was in a secular, um, Working for a corporate job or looking for a job, I always pray, Lord, as we are as the agencies or the employers are going through 1,001, 2,000 resumes, there will be this resume that will just stick out out of all the other resumes. And they will pull that resume out and say, hmm, this one, there's just something about this resume. I don't know what about it, but I think, in, who is this guy? Uh, can you call him? Can you? Can you um, select him for interview? So that's, the, that's how I will interpret this. It says, and it could be seen to the ends of the earth. Many years ago, I asked um, a, a recruiter, 
I said, you get all these thousands of resumes. I said, how do you sift through them? He said, we don't. I said, what do you do with the rest? He said, we trash them. Fact. He said, we don't get paid enough to go through resumes. So if you, get, if you, didn't, get, if you didn't get called for an interview, it's not because you didn't qualify. It's just you didn't see it. So that's why we've got to be prayerful. But I'm believing God that this month, God will reposition you. Everything that has to do with your life, your destiny, will be seen in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You know, in schools these days, there are so many kids. I don't want my kids just be one. I don't want my kids just be one of the many kids. Because we all, we all, we all learn at different different. Uh, uh, paces, they call it different learning. When I, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I, you know, the people never believed that I would be smart because I, I learned by observation. And so for, very long, for a very long time, they thought I was dumb. And I'm sure they asked some of my primary and secondary school mates when they, when they hear about my achievement, probably be shocked. And they were, we didn't see that about you. And it wasn't until one time, in fact, in fact, I had it so bad that I actually repeated my primary three. I can see that now because my kids have graduated. Who repeats primary three? Who repeats the primary school? I did. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but until I remember when I went back to the next, repeat the, the second year in the same class. There was this teacher that saw me, out of all the kids, probably just recognized that I was something odd about this kid and called me. And then she started explaining things slowly and then showing me things around and my mind kicked in. That's why you need favor. There are so many kids that are labeled dumb today by society, classified and reclassified into something no good, whereas... They just understand how their mind works. May God send you someone who will know how your mind works. I said, may God send someone who, someone who will know how your mind works. If I see it, I will tell you how it is in 25 years' time. To the detail. Amen. But let's look at our, sec- our supporting text today. We'll look at um, um, Proverbs. That's where we want to end up. That's our destination. But let's see how we want to get there. And so we have, we, have, we have lofty destinations in life, like the one I just described. But how do we get there? God, there are over 7,000 promises that tells you about the heart of God for you in Scripture. But how do we get there? Many of us have dreams and aspirations. How do we get there? So the destination is never in question. If you can dream you know that you have a destination in mind. Amen? But let's look at Proverbs chapter 7. Let's look at, and I could have used any text in scripture to explain um, my message today, but I like this particular one by Solomon, the wise man, because he has a very good sense of, uh, (laughs) he has a very good, uh, he's a funny guy, wise guy. So Proverbs chapter 7, we look at a gentleman, another young man here that has a, a destination in mind. He had great things for his life. And let's just see how it turned out. Proverbs chapter 7, the Bible says from verse 6. So Solomon was writing. 
He says, for, uh, for at the window of for at the window of my house, I looked through my latest, probably his balcony, and saw among the simple. I perceived among the youths a young man. This young man was devoid of understanding. He had no clue. He had a destination in mind, but he was clueless. He had an end in mind, but he was clueless. And the Bible says he was passing along the street near her corner. And here, Solomon introduced another character. Now, I don't know if this actually happened or if this was just Solomon's wide imagination. But whatever it is, it gives us a life lesson to, to, to learn from. And the Bible says, passing along the street near her corner, he took the path. Come on, say the path. He wasn't forced. The Bible says he took. Can we read that together? One, two, go. And he took the path to her house. We all have a path in life. We all have paths to choose from. And this gentleman, the Bible says, he took the path to her house. In the twilight in the evening, in the black and dark night, only God knows what a young man will be doing outside in the twilight of the night in the dark and black night. I don't like going out in the dark anymore. Once it's after 7 o'clock, I want to be at home. When I was poor and broke, I used to roam around the street by 11 p.m. Yeah, because my life didn't look as if it mattered. Okay? But now I think I'm a little bit comfortable. I want to enjoy what I have. So when it's 6 p.m., I have to be at home. I say, Pastor, what, let's go out for dinner. I say, what time? I say, 7 o'clock. I say, can you bring the dinner home, please? And there a woman met him with the attire of a harlot. She was not a harlot. She had the attire of a harlot. And the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. This guy, this boy met this woman because of the path he took. She was loud and rebellious and her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside on that path that he chose, looking at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tell the prime minister that you are busy right now. Oh, the last time I said something like this was my father-in-law was in the audience, so... Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't even remember that service. Uh, okay, don't understand the joke. All right. Bring you up to speed. Telephone went off, right? And I was having a go at the person. And it turns out it was my father in it was my father in law. Okay. All right. So at times she was outside. So she caught him and kissed him. What a kiss. With an impudent face, she said to him, I have made, I have peace offering with me. So she wasn't broke. She wasn't a prostitute. She said, today I have paid my vows. So she understands spiritual things. So in other words, she, had, um, she has asked God for forgiveness in advance of what she's about to do. Forgive me, Father, for I'm about to sin. You know, so I came out to meet you because you chose this path. I came out to meet you, diligently to seek your face. 
and I have found you. And I have spread my bed with tapestry. Tape, tapestry. I'll leave the rest to your imagination. But I could just imagine that guy after that kiss. I just remember, I just imagine this song in his head. You know this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the song? Yeah. Tonight's gonna be a good night. Tonight's gonna be a good, good night. I feel it. Okay, maybe not that. I see, yeah. I was thinking about, wow, what a path I chose. Because I'm born to be one. Yeah. But there was an old man on the burning sound, the burning corner, looking at this guy. I want to tell you what, look at what he said in verse 22. Solomon said, immediately he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter. That path he chose. Solomon, the wise man, looking down from his from his from his corridor or his or his background, said, "Wow, that guy is dead man walking. He has chosen a path that he can never recover from." He called him. He said, "He's an ox being led to the slaughter." Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. There's a path you will choose in life that can turn your life negatively. Mess you up big time. Destination is not enough. The path you choose is important. I can just imagine this song in Solomon's head, seeing that guy being kissed viciously. He'll be going, dun, 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 dun. Maybe you don't know that movie. How about, ew, 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 ew. That's a soundtrack from Psycho. Okay. Now, this, <laughs> the, the, the principle I'm trying to bring out here is that your direction determines your destination. Your direction determines your destination. That's true. If I head north on the M1, I will end up in Scotland. Doesn't matter that if doesn't matter that my intention is to be somewhere in Costa de Sol, temperature 25 degrees. I may have packed my boxer shorts and my, my swimming trunk and my, uh, what is this, we go on um, holidays with. But if I head up on the M1, I will end up in Scotland. There's nothing God can do. Whatever road, whatever, whatever highway, whatever motorway, Whatever path I'm on will determine where I end up. Please turn to your neighbor. Say, my neighbor. Whatever path you are on will determine how you end up. So ask and say, my neighbor. Where are you headed? Mm-hmm. Your intention, your direction, not your intention. Is what determines your destination. Your direction, not your intention. If you have the intention of being in Spain and your direction is on the M1 
north. You will not be get to Spain. There's nothing God can do about that. Unless if God will mysteriously dissolve the earth and then reassemble everything together in a few hours and then reposition Spain on the M1. And you see, you are laughing. Because you know that's ridiculous. So your direction in life is what determines your destination and not your intention. So as easy as that sounds in uh, geography, but many of us today in every area of our lives, our direction is not in alignment with our intention. Your direction in life is what determines where you end up. And we see this all the time. And Solomon will have stood on that back and looking at this guy and said, wow, son, you have a great heart. You mean well. But this path does not lead to your heart's intention. This is not the path you take for the kind of dream and aspiration and destiny you have in mind. Son, wrong path. And there is nothing you can do. This path only leads to one way, leads only to one destination. Destruction. Sadness. Loss. Negativity. See, you're on the wrong path. In my 53 years, I see so many people with great intention, but on the wrong path. A girl dates a guy who is constantly lying over little things. And she shrugs it off. Years down the line in marriage, she goes, well, he's always lying about how much, I don't know how much he earns. He told me he earns X, but I saw the pay slip, it's Y. And my question would be, did you not see that coming? Ask your neighbor. Did you not see that coming? Tap, tap somebody. Ask your, ask your neighbor. You have <laughs> you just see someone, you go out for a meal. Throughout the entire journey. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, you were a glorified chauffeur on that journey. You get to the restaurant. She was on her phone all through. The food came. The first thing she did was not, is yours nice? That's not what she did. First thing she did was snap, <laughs> swipe, snap, <laughs> swipe. And you sat there. And all the while you were giggling. <laughs> Four years on, you say, ah, she doesn't, she doesn't listen to me. She doesn't pay attention to me. What, but help me ask your neighbor. Help me ask your neighbor. Ah. <laughs> help me ask your neighbor. You know what question? Ask them. Ask your neighbor. Did you not see that coming? Help me ask them. Help me tell me. Did you not see that coming? 
Do you understand? Okay, you dating someone. Let's pray together. He said no. Let us read the Bible together. He said no. Okay, how about Bible connect? No. You keep quiet. Five years into marriage there. Hey, he doesn't like going to church. Help me. Tap the one behind. <laughs> tap the guy. Tap, tap, tap your neighbor. Tap, no, no, help me, sir. Eh? Uh, okay, 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 okay. If you are afraid of your neighbor, nah, I, I say, say, Pastor. Did you not see that coming? So, your intentions may be great. If your direction is not in line with your destination, right? If your direction is not in line with your intention, you won't arrive. And there are certain things God cannot do for you. There are certain things God cannot do for you. When it comes to every area of your life, it's not your intentions, it's not your strength. It's not your weakness. It's not your hopes. Not even your dreams. Your direction is what determines your destination. Your direction. Please say with me. Say my direction. Not my intentions. Determines my destination. Not even your prayers. What kind of prayer are you going to pray on the doing 70 miles an hour on the M1 that will get you to Spain? <laughs> what kind of prayer? Even if you memorize the scripture the night before. And that's what most of us do. You can't be quoting scripture on the M1 and then they stop you. Mate, where are you going to? I'm going to Spain. Are you sure? He said, yes, I'm well prayed up. I have prayed. I have fasted. I have fuel in my tank. I have enough food to eat, right? We will get there. He said, good luck. Good luck. My question is, your, you have great intention. Does your direction right now, does your path, is it at loggerheads? Or is it in congruency with your intention? If not, there's no amount of anointing oil. There's no amount of prayers. There's nothing God can, there's nothing God can do. There's nothing. And so Solomon saw it. And he was saying in verse 26, he says, this path has created many victims in verse 26, a young man wants his wife, he wants his life to be relationally richer. But he chooses a path that will ultimately undermine the very same thing he intends to do. It's all about the path. A young man chooses, chooses one, he wants his life to be relationally richer. But yet, he chooses a path that is contrary, totally opposite to his intention. 
This young man yearns for something good, but yet chooses a path that leads to something bad. It's all about the path. It's all about intention is not good enough. What good is your intention if your direction is not in alignment? What good is your dream? What good is your what good is your is your dream and your desire and your vision if your direction is not in alignment? It's all about the path. It's all about the path. A young man strives to prove his independence and yet chooses a path that completely handicaps him. And so Solomon looks down at that guy and says, the moment you chose this path, I don't care what your desires are. I don't care what your dreams are. I don't care what your intention is. Mate, you are a dead dog. So we all have a propensity of choosing paths that leads us to where we do not want to go. So I want to challenge you this month as we are believing God for repositioning that you audit your path. Where are you headed? What path are you on right now? Is that path in alignment with your intention? If not, you got to do a U-turn. You got to backtrack. Now when you miss your way on the motorway, if you backtrack long enough, right, you can correct that journey. But sometimes in life, you can't do a backtrack. Sometimes in life, that wrong turn can affect your entire season, can affect your entire phase in life. It's not as easy as hitting your reverse button or taking the next exit and head back the other way. Life is, that's not how life works. That's not how life works. Choose your path and choose your path carefully. Make sure that your path is in alignment with your intentions. It's all about the path. It's all about the path. It's all about the path. It's all about your direction. You can't mortgage that. A single woman says, I want to meet and marry. I want, I want to. I want one day to meet and marry a great Christian guy who has really got his acts together. But then she dates every guy who comes her path because they are cute. Great attention, wrong direction. That direction, that path is not in alignment with her intention. A single guy says, I want, to, I, want, I want to have great sex when I get married. So he practices with every single girl he meets on the way. Great attention. Wrong direction. A husband, a husband, a husband says, I want my kids to respect me when, I, when they grow up. I want them to honor me. And yet... He flirts with all the neighbors. No woman is safe in his neighborhood. 
but he wants his kids to respect him when they grow up. How does that work? We all have great intentions, but the question is, does your direction, the path you take, the path you are on right now, is it in agreement with your intention? So then we need to do a heart reconciliation. There are certain things you cannot spiritualize. You cannot spiritualize the direction and the path you have taken. A young Christian says, I want to develop an, uh, a great lasting intimacy with God. So every time he wakes up in the morning, the first thing he does is reach for his phone and check his uh, Instagram. Is that in alignment? It's not. It's not in alignment. We would like our children to develop a personal relationship with God and choose friends who are doing the same. Yet, they skip church at least twice a month. How do you do that? How would the kids grow in a Christian company? I want my kids to have A-stars in school. So their best friends all have C-stars in school. Hello, Tommy. How are you? So, what's your friend's name? His name is John. How is he doing in school? What is he getting his grade? C. How about that one? You. How about that? How about, how about, how about Mary? Um, I don't know. You want your kids to have A-stars in school? Put them around kids that have A-stars. Not C-stars. Not C-stars. I mean, the ones that make stars out of C's. And that's the reality of life. Want to be a great Christian? Hang around great Christians. No married person wants a great marriage or hands around singles. They will kiss you with the kiss of freedom. And when you get back home, you'll be frustrated. Because they ask you, where are you going to? You say, I'm going home. What are you going to do? Feed the kids. How about you? Or we're going out. Really? We're out. Out, out. <laughs> when are you coming back? We don't know. Is that about you? I say, yeah. I have to go feed the kids and him. And then the moment you come to the door, he goes, hey, how are you? I say, I'm fine. <laughs> ah, is anything the matter? No, no. Your countenance drops. You are thinking about your friends. <laughs> By 11 p.m., you can't sleep. Because just imagine them. <laughs> and then he makes the mistake of trying to touch you with his... Play the foot tree under the, under the bed. Hey, leave me alone. <laughs> like you stole my freedom. <laughs> or you come back from work, just look at your husband, look at your children. Look at your husband, look at your children. Look at your husband, look at your children. And then you go, 
Is this me now? <laughs> Is this me? Is this me? And then sometimes you want to go to, you want to go out occasionally when the guy's head is correct, say let's go out. Then you bring out bring out the jeans. And then you put <laughs> and then you go in. And then you are <laughs> and then your son comes in and you're looking at that head. <laughs> looking at the guy look at this guy's head and look at your stomach. And I'm wondering, this thing came out of here? And then you want to just take the jeans and then strangle him. That's why you don't hang around with singles. Hang around people of your... Yeah. Hang around people like yourself. Married people, hang around with married people. If you have toddlers, hang around with people with toddlers. So you are in the same circle of influence. It's no good. It's no good. The path you choose will determine your destination, not your intention. Not your intention. Not your intention. And so today I want to charge you. When you get back home today, and identify the areas of your life where you have great intention. And ask yourself one question. Does my path right now marry up to this intention? If not, what should I do to change it? Rise to your feet and let us pray. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org uk remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one be blessed